0: CliffCentral.com. All right, well, let's turn our attention to uh, Dr. Hanan. It's not difficult. We've been talking about him since we started the show this morning. Hey, Doc, how are you? Yeah, how are you guys? I'm doing well.
1: Hey,
0: good, good. Okay, so, Doc, um, it was meant to be Gord Laws on with us this morning, and he had, I don't know, a whole wheelbarrow full of uh, mental and emotional issues to talk to us about. But I want to bring up reliability. So, I said to Leanne earlier. But there are three things that I value in an employee, a business partner, uh, even even a, a a lover or a or a you know a wife or whatever is, and these are three things that I I, I you know the different numbers on each one, but to me they're really v- valuable characteristics, and I want you to just jump in on on this and tell me if I've got the right category or whether or not these are actually things that you should be looking for, and if they aren't, replace them with things that that you should. So the first one is reliability because Gord is like, he's not feeling a hundred percent. So he's not on with us this morning. I mean, I'm sure there are mornings where you haven't felt a hundred percent, right? Anyway, so that's one thing. And Leanne brought up that with reliability, she often feels like if you just get up and you just get out of bed sometimes, or it could have been a listener of ours, that that is half the battle one is just doing rather than procrastinating. So reliability is one loyalty is another. And competence is the the other one. Those are the three things that I value. Um, And obviously, other people may value different things. Some people may think that, ah, friendliness, kindness, generosity, these are all qualities that I think we can all see as valuable. But what do you think of my breakdown into those three categories?
1: So uh, I'll mention a couple of things that I think might be useful to you. First of all, uh, we are social human beings. We work in society, we work with other people, we socialize, we build Mm -hmm. connections in order to survive. And trust is one of the fundamental elements that help us get along. And the elements that build trust is honesty, transparency, consistency, and predictability. And without that, there's nothing to rely on the person for. And uh, going one step further, I mean, I keep on talking about the coin theory, and that is invest your energy where there's most value. And right. uh, we can break the coin theory into subsections. And one of the there are 10 rules for the coin theory, but one of them that I teach my patients is inconsistency equals zero value. In other words, when somebody is in front of you uh, in your social circle that is inconsistent and that becomes a part of who they are, then they must be degraded or downgraded to a much lower status in your social group because you cannot rely on this person. So using primitive terms, you can't rely on them to go and gather food for you. You can't rely on them them to make the fire for you, pitch up the tent, uh, go and gather, go and hunt, go and protect your camp. And 200,000 years ago, 100,000 years ago, 50 50 years ago, if we had people in our social circle that we could not trust – then we would not survive. So having reliable people around you is a non-negotiable. But going to your idea of competence, the trick is really to put people in the correct boxes where they belong. And what I mean by that, if I expect more than another person is capable of giving me, then my job is to lower my expectation. And But the question is, how do I do that? Well, people say, well, don't expect anything. And that's all fine and well, but that's not realistic and it's not doable anyway. But the only way to lower your expectation is we expect less when we give less, when we put put people and treat people in less or other boxes. So the moment I put somebody in a reliable box, I'm going to treat them as a reliable partner in this game called social interaction. But the moment they mm-hmm. show me who they are and that becomes part of their character, I have to put them in a different box. Because if mm-hmm. I keep on putting them in the same box, then I'm naturally going to be disappointed. So I, right. I can share a story with you. I have a patient who she found out her partner was cheating on her. She busted her partner mm-hmm. after eight years of having an affair with somebody else. And she sits in my office and says to me, Hanan, I'm going to go out and just have fun. I'm going to enjoy frivolous superficial relationships. Anyway, she meets this guy, and uh, they have the most amazing physical relationship, and it's just literally a once-off. And she decides to go on a second date with him just to continue this physical, frivolous, superficial relationship. And in the second date, he says to her, hey, so tell me about your family. Tell me about what you are. I want to get to know you a little bit better. And she goes, no. She Mm. says, no. No, we cannot go there. That is not what you are here for. That is not your design. And I said to her, good for you. Because yeah. she yeah. tried he tried to move out of the box, and she put him right back in the box where she wanted him to be, and therefore she's got no chance of being disappointed. If she started sharing and caring and introducing him to the family, what naturally would happen, she would expect him to act that way, and she would be disappointed. So we have yeah. to put in terms of the competence, Gareth, we have to put people in the right boxes depending on what they're capable of giving us. Yeah. But, I mean, in terms of um, reliability and consistency, it's so interesting that you point back to, you know, th- the times when we we would die if that person didn't go out and catch fish every day. Um, and that's all good and well. But yet today we are taught by mental health professionals or leaders or um, aspiring people that to fail once in a while is okay. We're we're, we're told, you know, if you take a diet, for instance, if you mess up on day four, it's fine. Just uh, forgive yourself and carry on. So you're kind of taught to forgive your own incompetence or your own um, inconsistency, Uh, rather.
0: Inconsistency, yeah. Unreliability, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, Leanne, so there's two things. Number one is... Of course, we must give ourselves permission to not always act like robots. Life happens, um, uh, things come up that are unexpected, and we must give ourselves permission to not always act in line with our framework. Uh, but as long as it's not becomes part of the pattern, and as long as, long as it doesn't mm-hmm. become part of your excuse and your justification for not performing, oh, it's because I'm lazy, Oh, because I am tired. Oh, it's because I don't have time. Those are, you, those are just excuses. You're giving yourself permission oh, to not.
0: Hang on. I don't know anybody who will ever admit that they are lazy. I don't know anyone who'll admit that. You'll get people no. who admit they don't have time. They'll say they don't have time. I mean, it's amazing to me how the least busy people I know never have time. Oh no, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't have time for that. You're like, please. You don't do anything anyway. You, you got like the, yeah. the least, Uh, stressful job in the world. And, and a lot of people will say, I don't feel well or whatever. I mean, Leanne was saying earlier, you know, there have been, there have been mornings where from a mental health point of view, she just doesn't feel ready to take on the day, whether it's ADHD brain or whether it's, you know, a, a huge amount of like misery and, and, and self awareness and depression or whatever else. And she'll, instead of saying that, because she knows that the cost of that is quite high in the, in the workplace. She'll say, oh, no, I've just got a tummy bug yeah, so she can get out of it. People don't admit what they really have, often because yeah, yeah. the cost of it is too high. Like, you know, it's, to say you're lazy, who's going to say that to their boss or to their colleague?
1: Yeah, that, that yeah, is like, the, no, that's that's like the,
0: the, the death knell of that relationship. If you admit that you're lazy, <laughs> huh,
1: So people, you're right, people don't admit to their bosses. They might actually make that excuse to themselves. But people rely on other justifications. I've got ADHD. I've got anxiety. I've got depression. I've got uh, this mental health condition. And those are just excuses for not performing. And I always say to people, the reason why you're not performing is because your framework isn't adequate. Mm. Develop an adequate framework, a very robust framework, and which will drive your behavior. We said it many, many times. Children rely on their feelings to dictate what they do. So when a child feels mm-hmm. like it, he does it. And when he doesn't feel like it, he doesn't do it. So chocolate feels good to me. I'm going to do it. And broccoli feels bad. I'm not touching it. I don't want to gym, mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. I wanna go to gym. I'm not going to go. I want to go to gym. I'm going to go. Adults don't base their decisions on their feelings because feelings change with a cup of coffee. Feelings change with a great phone call. Feelings change with a great night's sleep. Feel- a good shower. Feelings change- absolutely a cold immersion will change your feelings so feelings are not a reliable talking about reliability feelings should not be your reliable friend that you lean on that will dictate what you do next whether you feel like it or not get up go to the gym get up get a shower get up engage with people that are reliable get up go and work and go find your sense of purpose and it's not just about getting up and doing it but creating a framework that drives your behavior
0: I'm going to save right, that little you, bit as my alarms, my alarm sound. Right. Yeah. Just say that <laughs> up with Dr. Hanan's voice. All right. So doc, what you, you've kind of answered this question in terms of the, the trust breakdown that you gave us right at the beginning. You explained what trust is, what the components of trust are and why it's so important. But are there any other factors that you would look at in terms of choosing a colleague, a, an employee, a partner? I mean, besides trust, what are the other things that you would look for?
1: So trust is a non-negotiable, but I would ask myself, and I always say this because this is my one of my 10 commandments. Always know what you want to gain out of that relationship. It's And I've asked you this before. If I phone you up and I say, Gareth, I want to ask you advice. Should I take a car? Should I take a bus? Should I swim? Should I fly? Should I crawl? What has the most amount of value? You in return yeah. would say to me, well, hold on. Where are you going? Where are you going mm. first? What's the destination mm-hmm. first? And then right. what's the best way to get there? And if I said to you, don't worry about where I'm going, what is the most amount of value? You would say to me, well, I don't have enough information to give you that data or that, or that answer. It's goal first, strategy second. Because if I'm going across the corridor, flying is crazy. And if I'm going across the country, swimming is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's goal first strategy second goal first Mm -hmm. strategy second never never strategy never it's crazy it's crazy to set up a routine and a strategy and i'm getting to your answer in a second to set up a routine a strategy without a goal where you going? where are you going it's crazy you know so if somebody says to me i just had a whole tub of ice cream is that good or bad my answer is i have no idea what's the goal Because if the goal is to lose weight, you did the wrong thing. If the goal is to enjoy every minute of your existence, well, that that was damn awesome. (laughs) And I just went spinning three hours today. Is that good or bad? I have no idea. What's the goal? If the goal is to get fit, that sounded good. If the goal is to be an available father, well, maybe you should have spent two out of those three hours with your kids. So nothing has value outside of the context of a goal. Goal first, strategy second. But the reason why people don't want to set goals is because they're difficult goals put you at a potential of failure because Mm. once you commit to a goal, yes, Mm. now you could fail. So if I say I'm going to lose, I want to lose one kilogram this week, I might not make it. So I'd rather make it very general. Let me do my best. But you end up failing anyway. And the third reason why people don't want to set goals is because goals require you to sacrifice. The moment you commit to a goal, you have to let go of something else. Right. The moment you commit to a goal, you have to let go of something else. The moment I commit to losing weight, I have to let go of the chocolate cake. The moment I commit to being in a marriage, I have to let go of all the wonderful things that I can do as a singleton. Goals require you to let go of something else. And children don't want to lose. So they want to lose the weight and have the chocolate yep. cake, be married and act single. Adults understand that right. the gods of goals require you to sacrifice. So coming to your answer, Gareth, I always ask myself, "What is my goal for this relationship?" and ask myself, "Can this person satisfy that goal?" So, never mind reliability. What do I want to get out of this relationship?
0: Hmm. That is very, very good stuff. I mean, you know, yeah. sometimes the the conversations we have that are that are more kind of off the cuff result in the most useful advice of all. So, I love this. This is very powerful stuff. Goal first, strategy second. Always. I love the breakdown of. There's still lots that we've left on the cutting room floor, but we'll pick it up in the next one. Thanks, Dr. Hanan. Have an awesome I, I still got
1: a, I've still got um, an good. image in my head of taking a bus to get to my lounge.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. All right, Doc. Nice to see you. We'll talk to you next time. Nice week. to see you. Good, good. Bye. 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 Well, I still, I quote this guy all the time. I mean, when, when I hear people saying just dumb self-destructive shit over and over again. I, I quote Dr. Hanan. I probably misquote him a lot of the time, so I'm causing even more confusion for that poor person. <laughs> he's, he's taught us so many things in, in the last uh, two, three years that we've been talking to him. He's very, very wow. good value this man. Cliffcentral.com.